0: The very next day, you gave it away This year, instead of crying, I'm just gonna record a podcast Hello everybody, Merry Christmas everybody, Happy Holidays everybody all sorts of other festive greetings everybody hello and welcome to they made another one where each week we study an often forgotten installment in a franchise see how it holds up all on its own and in this case celebrate christmas baby merry christmas it's december 25th and i'm one of your hosts Corey.
1: and i'm your other host liam we're in the festive spirit right liam I sure am, yep. I got a turtleneck
0: sweater on. Oh, do you? That's Not only is that festive, it's fashionable.
1: Thank you. I don't have a turtleneck sweater on, but I've got the Christmas spirit. Good, yeah. You know, that's, that's all you need. Christmas spirit can't be bought, Corey, and I had to buy this sweater. It's different. It's, it's
0: in your heart. It's true. Um, Maybe the movie we're talking about today teaches us a little something about that. We'll have to find out. But, you know, the weather outside, frightful the whatever the words of that song delightful and here we are to record a podcast so Liam I want to talk a little bit about Christmas if you'll indulge me
1: yeah I'll indulge you
0: so do you have any like special Christmas tradition stuff that you do every year
1: yeah so uh when I was growing up my parents and I would always put up the tree and decorate it on Christmas Eve oh I've never that's a new one yeah, 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 we would. So it would be a big event, you know. Um, we'd put on Christmas movies and music, and all decorate the tree together the night before Christmas. And when I was really little, um, my parents would decorate the tree while my brother and I were sleeping. So until I was like six or seven, I thought Santa Claus decorated the tree. I thought he came oh, man, and that's put all the so ornaments tight. on. Yeah. Other Christmas traditions, Uh, I watch Home Alone a lot. I haven't seen a lot of the classic Christmas movies. I haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life or Miracle on 34th Street, but I've seen Home Alone and Christmas Vacation countless times. I've seen Elf countless times. We cut down our own tree for years and years and years. My parents got a bit old near the end of it there. They're still alive, but like near the end of me living with them, they got a bit old, so we didn't keep that up. Wait, wait, wait. Stop. Are you telling me your parents aged? They did. They wow. aged. They aged so much that How some Christmas they? traditions had to die. I know. I still haven't gotten over it. I still give them flack. And the worst part is, Corey, that I age too. I, I don't live with them anymore, and I don't think that Santa Claus decorates the tree anymore. And it's it's a real shame, that aging thing. Well, for anybody listening, I just wanted to let you know that
0: if you want Santa Claus to decorate your tree, leave him a note with those cookies and he'll fucking do it, all right? This is a festive <laughs> podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah, we would do that too, man. We would leave notes and we'd leave carrots for the reindeer in these little... Aww wooden shoes. And, and, uh, now I don't live at home anymore. And so my Christmas traditions, you know, I, I try to still do festive stuff every year, but my life is, uh, is a bit more transient. So it's hard to set up Christmas traditions. Yeah. It's hard to set up Christmas traditions to go year to year. You know, a couple of years ago, my roommates and I went and cut down a tree and set it up. And we're going to try to do that again this year. Um, I try to watch as much Christmas stuff as I can. And now I have a girlfriend for the first time. And so Woo! I'm out, like, look at me go. I'm out <laughs> having dinners and stuff. And so they've, like, they've they've brought me into their family. And so I'm being exposed to all sorts of new traditions. I have an advent calendar. And uh, we're going to decorate the tree this weekend. And um, they sacrifice a working. child. That's right. They sacrifice a child every year. Yeah. Um, they, I don't know how they keep making children, but it only takes nine months, so they just make it and then it gets born around Wait, it's October. Their own child. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, a, it would be that's fucked a... up if it were someone else's man. What are you gonna take that away from some non-consenting participant? I don't know. In my experience with child sacrifice, that's usually this. This is
0: getting away from the Christmas angle, I think, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> let's,
1: what let's about have... what about you, Corey? What do you what do you do? What do you let's do?
0: bring it back to Christmas? Um, so. This is going to start off as a boring answer because my memory is really bad. So if I think back to, like, specific stuff that we did when I was a kid, I don't remember anything that jumps out at me as, like, a unique, like, this is a thing we did. Like, we did um, advent calendars and stuff like that in the usual and would, like, you know, decorate the tree and have that whole thing happen. But there isn't any, like, unique... Bits like we didn't think Santa did it or like do it on the Christmas Eve, which I think is cool. That's like a fun mix.
1: Did you guys do the Santa thing? Did you believe in Santa?
0: Uh, yeah. I I don't know for how long I believed in Santa. I don't know if I was like off that train early or what. But we definitely did that for a while for sure. And I think even now as an adult, like we'll still get some gifts that are labeled as from Santa, even though I'm I'm pretty keenly aware. I'm like ninety percent sure that it's not from santa i don't want to rule it out completely because then you know my life would lose all magic but i mean i'm pretty confident that it's not from santa um no yeah i mean nothing really jumps out at me actually it's just kind of like christmas you know celebrating christmas we celebrate christmas (laughs) have you heard of it
1: (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, i don't know i don't
0: know if we do anything like i i don't want people to hear this and get mad at me For being like, yo, we do XYZ thing. Like, how do I not know that? But I don't mean that as a negative thing. I always still have fun with Christmas. Oh, hey, that's all right. Yeah. Not everybody does the same things the same way. It's true. That's what makes us
1: all unique individuals. And you guys also had advent calendars. I didn't have those when I was a kid. That sounds special to me.
0: We went heavy on the advent calendars. Maybe I'm saying it doesn't seem special because that's something that, like, everybody I knew did. So it's like, yep, yeah, this is part of Christmas. This is what Christmas is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's Christmas. It happens every year. It whether does. You like it or not. Same Christmas time, same Christmas channel. That's right. That's right. Okay. Speaking of Christmas, there's nice a nice segue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, they're not all gonna be winners, okay? Spe- <laughs> Speaking of Christmas. The thing that I'm really hammering home here, because if y'all didn't know, check the calendar, rub the sleep from your eyes. It is December 25th, today.
1: Christmas is here. Is this episode going to self-destruct at midnight? You want (laughs) to listen to this on Boxing Day? No chance. No way, dude. Boxing
0: Day doesn't count. New Year's Day, we're going to have a new episode out by then. You don't need this one anymore. You have to focus and you have to listen to this with your family today.
1: And, um... (laughs) Hey, Corey, I'll tell you what, a reason I also might be into the Christmas season as a whole is my birthday is Boxing Day, the day after Christmas, and so it's always just been kind of one big, like two weeks out of the year that's fun, you know, you get it off school, so I've never associated my birthday with school or having to do things, it's always just a part of Christmas, and so Christmas kind of feels like it's two days long, and then it leads into New Year's, so I feel like Christmas keeps going and so it's always just been a really really joyful time in that regard so you know what we'll keep this episode up at least until the 27th to celebrate my birthday how about that
0: i mean if this episode self-destructs while someone's reading it it's their own fault they've been warned
1: (laughs) don't sleep on it
0: man don't sleep on us um oh and i guess uh one thing that i'm thinking of is you know that like log that you can watch on tv
1: oh yeah the log though yep
0: (laughs) i i know in past years we've definitely thrown that on for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean we're getting some of that Yule log. And also you know that cake that
1: is like a Yule log cake? Yes, I I, b- I love that. That thing owns. <laughs> wicked. Yeah, I got introduced to that th- about 3 years ago or so. I was in my hometown for the Christmas and my friend told me that his family did that every year and I was like I've always heard about that, but I don't actually know what it is. Oh, and so, so I went to his house and he and I made it and it, and it was a blast. And so uh I might I might try one again this year. Oh you we know? don't
0: we didn't I don't think we make it, I think we get ours in a box, but um I Oh yeah, they sell them box? Yeah, too? yeah, totally. I don't know that many oh, people cool. that actually like it either. I don't know why. Huh. Maybe it's like too, too sweet. It's a pretty sweet cake, like
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. but, like, I feel, like, if you know you like cake, then you're gonna like it, because no one's making you eat the whole thing at once, you know? Yeah, nobody... Santa Claus doesn't come down from the chimney and holds a sharpened carrot to your head and says...
0: Speaking of Santa Claus... Yeah. We're talking about a movie today, and it's called The Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause. And while we're talking about Christmas and Santa and festivity and fun, I want to ask what your familiarity is with this, uh... Very Tim Allen version
1: of Santa. How's that uh, for a segue, Liam? That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm ready to go. I'm all primed up. Um, I've got limber. My, my vocal cords are
0: feeling fresh.
1: You know, this is one of those franchises where I'm really familiar with one segment of it. And it came from just being a kid and like home video existing. So, so I, I owned Santa Claus 2. I don't know where it came from um but as a kid i would watch it a lot it just appeared I don't know. in your house maybe santa dropped it off i don't know um like maybe because santa claus the original movie came out in like 94 that was before right. i was around so it makes sense that i wouldn't like get that for christmas but maybe when santa claus 2 came out like santa just gave me the vhs tape or something i it was on vhs was it tim and Allen? Uh, Yeah, yeah yeah he, he, gave, he gave you it oh i don't know tim about Allen, that I, well, I didn't it. I didn't see him do it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, I just figure. Um, and so it I watched only natural. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched Santa Claus two a lot. Um, and I never really thought about the fact that there was an original. Like I didn't, think about what it meant to be a sequel I didn't I don't know if I knew what a sequel was and I so to me the movie was just called Santa Claus 2 but like that didn't mean anything like to me it was that's all there was you know it was, it was the whole story and then I got a bit older I eventually learned that The first Santa Claus exists, and it's in 1994, and I thought that was so strange, and it was never on TV. I never saw it on TV anyway, so I didn't do it, and it wasn't until three years ago, my second year at university, when I watched it, because that December- Why?
0: What possessed you to watch it?
1: (laughs) Because that December, I was, uh, you know, school had really tore me a new one those last few months, and so I just decided when December first started, despite being like- in the heat of getting my final assignments done and preparing for exams, I was just going to go hard every single day of December. I think this is part of the reason I love the Christmas season is is it gives my life a bit of structure. And so I thought, okay, December 1st, my I'm going to do Christmas baking immediately. I'm going to rope my roommates in. We're going to bake some stuff. And every single day, every night and every morning, I'm going to watch something Christmassy. And I'm going to watch a lot of stuff that I haven't seen before. Because, like I said, I just watch Home Alone and Christmas Vacation and Elf over and over. And so... I decided, "Hey, I will watch the original Santa Claus movie." Um, I've seen the second one. I think my roommate had seen the first one when he was a kid, so he was down to watch it with me. And so one night at midnight, we just put it on in my living room and uh we watched it, and that was that. I don't I don't remember a whole lot about it. I don't remember the comments we shared. It's a fond memory. Um, you know, I can remember sitting in the dark living room and enjoying spending time with my roommate, but I don't remember a whole lot about it. And uh, when it comes to this movie, this third movie, I can remember when this one came out. It was 2006, so I would have been uh, just about to turn 10 years old. Um, And I remember seeing the ads for this, and I I just remember thinking that the Santa Claus 2 was such... Its own movie to me. That the idea of Santa Claus Three didn't interest me at all. It seemed like a ripoff of the movie I liked <laughs> so much. Like there was now, there was now a subtitle, and there was this blue dude that was on the posters that wasn't Santa Claus, and so it just it felt like such a stretch to make a movie about the both of them. And I I had absolutely no interest in it, um, so I've never seen it. Uh, but. <laughs> I think what struck me the most watching it this time around besides my thoughts on the actual movie is just how long ago 2006 was cuz I can remember seeing trailers for this and I remember feeling like this was a new movie like I remember I remember the thought of 2006 is the furthest humanity has ever got in the history of the world you know like 2000 because every moment is the furthest humanity has ever gotten and i really remember feeling that when this movie came out it was the newest thing at the time and i was just like dude this is it this is like
0: three make you feel like you were living in the future
1: (laughs) it really it did dude it just i don't know what was going on in my life maybe that was around the time i discovered youtube It, it was the time like I probably discovered, like, pornography. (laughs) And I just... And, like, I just felt... I felt like I had transitioned from being a young kid to, like, a big boy. And so 2006 was, like, the beginning of the rest of my life. And now I look back and, like, 2006 is now as far away as 1993 was from 2006. And it's just... uh, it's really baffling to me. Um, and now 2019 is the furthest humanity has ever gotten. And uh, I'm afraid to look back on 2019, 13 years from now, and think about where we are. You know,
0: I don't want to derail too much from your profound point that you're making, um, but I can't help... So now I'm picturing an update to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, mm-hmm. And at the top, it's just... What people really need to live, the most of all, is the Santa Claus 3 <laughs> YouTube and Pornography.
1: We've transcended. We've peaked, everybody. Oh, uh, dude, that's all you need. <laughs> Get oh it right my. off LimeWire.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That's a harrowing existential nightmare wrapped in a hilarious anecdote that you've presented us here on this Christmas day. Um, I don't have any familiarity with Santa Claus one or two at all. I knew Tim Got Allen it. was in there and I was pretty sure that they were about him killing and becoming Santa, which is pretty much accurate. And um that was about it. When we decided to watch this because you know that it's the natural candidate. It's right in the name, Santa Claus, it's right there. Uh it's Christmas. Santa Claus is from Christmas or you know that one. Um <laughs> but uh This episode's got a really weird, really chaotic energy, and I'm really basking in this chaotic festiveness. But uh, when I was a kid, I'm pretty sure I saw this movie in theaters. I either saw it or a different Christmas movie that's very similar to it in theaters. But something about this felt really familiar, and I didn't know why. So I'm assuming I saw the movie, Um, but I didn't have much of a memory of it. In my head, it looks a lot different than the movie actually looks, so I don't know if my brain has just, like, concocted something or what. Like, it could really be anything. So, going into this new viewing, I was pretty much a blank slate. That said, for anybody who uh, is living a sheltered life where they are unfamiliar with Santa Claus 3, the escape clause... Actually, I'm misspeaking... So the title of the movie is "The Santa Claus Three: The Escape Clause," which is a very outrageously clunky title, and not it catchy is, yeah. at all. And I have I, no I, idea why the movie's called that.
1: I didn't realize it was it was called all of that. When I wrote this down on the list of movies that I've watched that I keep track of, I wrote it down as "Santa Claus Three: The Escape Clause." I figured there's no way that they doubled up on the "the." You'd think that, huh.
0: but they did. They doubled up on the The. There was a Game Boy Advanced adaptation, like a game. For, I don't know how you gamify this movie. That's insane to me. And uh, for anybody who doesn't know, this is a movie directed by Michael Lembeck, who is somebody who directed a bunch of made-for-TV movies um, throughout his career, written by Ed Dechter and John J. Strauss. It's a live-action Disney movie starring Tim Allen, Martin Short, Elizabeth Mitchell, Spencer Breslin, Liliana... Moomy, I think. Sorry, Liliana. And, um, a few other people. Alan Arkin's in the mix. I want to draw attention to somebody who has made the bold choice to exclusively go by Anne-Margaret. Like, they're using, like, a... What's it called when your name is just one word? Is it, like, a mononym? Because it's, like... Yeah, They're yeah. doing, like, like, a Madonna, Seal. Prince, Seal thing. McLovin. McLovin. You know? All the classics, really. But we have Anne-Margaret, uh, who I'm not familiar with, but here we are. And, um... You know, we're living in this chaotic, festive energy. This episode's already been on and off the rails several times. And uh, I would love to have you get us into the heart of the matter. Gather around with your family and the Christmas cookies and the warmth of the fire. And tell me, Liam, what did you think about the Santa Claus 3, the escape clause? What a title.
1: What a title. Oh my god. Well, I give the title uh two Thumbs down, Two Thumbs down," and I give the movie um two Thumbs up oh, okay I mean, like not really what <laughs> 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 no, what it actually comes down to, Corey, is that like i had a f- i had a fun time having this on and watching it while I wrapped Christmas presents on my bed and ate some gingerbread Pillsbury cookies and uh I honestly don't have much more to say than that. You know, stuff will come up as we talk about it and uh, we'll bounce points off each other as conversations are wont to do. But uh, this is a weird one, man. And uh, I'm glad we're recording this podcast because this is a movie that I'm not going to remember how I (laughs) feel about a while from now. And that's not to say it's like forgettable and fine and therefore not worth your time it's just like we i can't remember how i feel about every single movie i very well might have really loved the santa claus when i saw it a couple years ago and but you know i do so much and i watch so much and i i forget stuff so i'm glad to at least have it on record how i end up feeling about this movie and and how i feel about this movie at the beginning of this podcast is that like i gasped a bunch of times i laughed a couple times uh, did you? I looked. Did I, you I actually looked, laugh? I did, yeah. And were you uh, laughing at or with the movie? I was laughing at the movie for okay, sure. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Good. And uh, there were a couple times, you know, like my girlfriend and I just looked at each other with wide eyes and and questioned all that we were doing with our lives. And uh, and that's about it, you know. I'm not. I'm not bummed. I watched it, but uh that's weird. It's a weird movie. Um, have you seen the meme?
0: That is based on Tony Hawk's Twitter account because he always tweets about when he gets like half recognized in public or like people to say things about Tony Hawk to him. Things like that. Have you seen that?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I okay, have. Okay,
0: so they somebody made like a game box art for a game called Tony Hawk's Existential Nightmare. And it's just <laughs> him kind of shrugging with a bemused look on his face. In the background is just a bunch of those tweets. Yeah. You could put my face over Tony's face and replace the tweets with a still from this movie, and you could still call the game Corey Price's <laughs> Existential Nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> because I, oh my god, I cannot believe this movie is real, it exists, it was made by Disney, and it is a merciful 84 minutes in length.
1: Yeah, 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 I'm Um, I'm glad for that, too. And it still felt like it was going on, man. An hour into this movie and Jack Frost finally does what he came here to do. And then there's only 20 minutes left.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like, and it's, okay, so this is a weird case of a movie that is really short, feels like it drags, and is still, like, in one ear, out the other. If I wasn't taking notes, which I took a lot of, I would not have any conception of what happened to me it would have been like a fever dream that I woke up in the middle of and just, you know, it vanishes because yeah. I, um, I, I can't in good conscience recommend anybody use their time on this movie, first and foremost. It is an unfathomable excuse for children's entertainment. I think children deserve better. I think this movie screams having basically no effort put into it. And I think that the sheer half baked lunacy of this movie is that way because no one who made this gave a single shit. Nobody. Not a single person cared about what was happening. So for anybody who decided that they were smarter than us and was not going to watch the movie and they were just gonna hear us talk about it. Good for you. Um so the movie is about Tim Allen, who again is Santa Claus slash a guy named Scott Calvin simultaneously and um he is santa and runs the north pole and all that shit and his wife is pregnant and uh jack frost shows up alongside some other magical figures and jack frost is resentful of santa claus's status and also uh tries putting the moves on his wife and wants to become santa claus there's like a thing in the contract that makes somebody become Santa that you can stop being Santa if you hold a snow globe that is yours and say that you don't want to be Santa anymore so Martin shorts Jack Frost tries to make that happen while also Tim Allen's gotta deal with the in-laws Ugh. um which is insane which is just unfucking believable um this movie's cool because uh, Tim Allen is on good terms with his ex-wife so they hang out which I yeah, guess, that's, which I guess that's, is good for them Tim Allen hasn't been called woke by many people and for, and for good reason. And, and you know what? This podcast will not be the first
1: being on good terms with your ex-wife is woke. Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. I don't know, man, but backdoor uh, Tim Allen cast. No, absolutely not. All right. We'll open and close it real quick. Fuck you, Tim Allen.
0: <laughs> Honestly, fuck everybody who made this movie. too. I it's just it's 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 almost indescribable so I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to kind of vamp a little bit and I'm just going to talk about some stuff that happens in this movie and we're going to take it from there because I don't know how else to approach this for a couple reasons. One like we've said, it's it's an ephemeral experience. It's it is something that happens to you but you do not feel its impact. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, when I when I look back on the night of uh, December, whatever it is, when I watched this movie, yesterday. I'm going to remember, I, I'm gonna, yes, yesterday, Christmas Eve, I'm going <laughs> to remember wrapping gifts and eating gingerbread cookies far more than I am going to remember this movie. And if I do remember that this movie was on, I I don't know that I'll be able to tell you anything about it when I'm telling the anecdote years yeah. from now. You know, and I and I didn't take notes, so I'm excited to oh, hear wow. uh, what I've repressed.
0: There's a lot that you repressed. Um, the first note I took was, "I can't believe we're doing this. How much of the lore should I be aware of?" The answer is simultaneously all of it and none of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Like I looked it, is... it up. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, it's it's just it's it's pretty like it's pretty deep. It is very much the third in a trilogy. I don't know where I would have been had I not been so familiar with the second and uh, you would have been baffled, let me tell you. Passingly familiar with the with the first because what what's so strange about this is the second dude is nothing like this. The first is nothing like it. Um, but that's understandable because it's the first movie. But the second isn't like this at all. The second is like uh pretty it's it's a pretty straightforward narrative it's it's sappy it's like it's much more hallmarky whereas this movie is uh this movie
0: is if i may be so bold as to take the reins and describe it this movie is what happens when a children's programmer realizes that they forgot to program block the entirety of christmas and they have 35 minutes to get something in front of a kid's eyes That resembles the holiday. That's it. Because this movie is a lot of terrible sound effects, throwaway jokes, very simple sentences that are in a lot of explaining what's happening, a lot of really bad art, and a lot of really overly ornamental tacky sets, and it screams and it makes noise and it speeds up footage and it throws things at the screen and none of it matters and none of it means anything and then at the end it tries to shoehorn an anti-consumerism message which i'll say is real fucking rich oh. coming from walt disney pictures like oh, yeah. are you fucking kidding me um and then after that breakneck tonal shift it introduces a baby that they've decided to named buddy claus so, freeze frame. If you want an I- literal freeze frame, literal actual freeze frame, if you want an idea of like the depth of the movie, they decided that you know we we can't come up with a better, more clever name than this. What if the baby was named Buddy Claus? And this was three years after Elf came out. This was three years after Elf came out, and inexplicably, twelve years after the first movie. So. Okay, I spent a lot of this movie um, in an utter state of shock and panic. And one of the and things, panic. <laughs> one of the things I was trying to figure out was who wanted this movie because it wasn't kids. I'll tell you that right now. I genuinely, genuinely, do not think this would keep a child's attention. I think it's trying to do that through the lowest common denominator means possible. Of being very simple, very brightly colored, and just mind-bendingly noisy. Like, it just kind of does stuff. And it's like, oh, all these machines are breaking and stuff's exploding and there's goo and, like, paper shooting into the air and there's, like, a fart sound effect and it's just, like, meaningless drivel bullshit. And that's baffling. But then there are also things in this movie that seem like they're definitely not for the kids, Mm -hmm. but... Let's not try to pretend that this movie has even an iota of a chance of captivating an adult viewer. I watched this movie in the middle of an afternoon while it was raining, which is the worst kind of December weather imaginable, and um, it's the least festive I've felt in decades because I just couldn't figure out what the fuck I was looking at,
1: what was happening to me. And you're only, like, decades old, you know? I know. <laughs> it's a big statement. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude. There's existential only two nightmare. only decades to work with. Yeah. Existential nightmare is right, dude. This is, like, it is absolutely a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing, you know?
0: Yeah. Something is rotten in Denmark, and it's this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Martin Short plays Jack Frost. And uh, I have a fun anecdote.
1: So yeah, I'm, do I'm you remember the it.
0: movie Rise of the Guardians?
1: <laughs> no, you know, I've seen that title around. I don't quite know what it is. Okay,
0: so it's an animated movie from a couple years ago now. And it's got a really star-studded cast. But the thing I remember about it, having never seen the movie when I was younger, is that um, it also features a council of, like, legendary figures, as this movie calls it. Um, So you got, like, Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, Cupid, Father Time, Mother Nature, Tooth Fairy, for some reason. And the least explicable inclusion of all, Jack Frost. Jack Frost himself says he doesn't know why the fuck he's there. And you know what, Martin? I agree. Why are you here? Um, Interestingly, that movie, Rise of the Guardians, also includes Jack Frost. Um, What? As one of these, like, big figures that is, like, a mythical figure that is magical and associated with like a holiday or time of year. Has anybody ever in the history of humankind ever given a shit about Jack Frost? Yeah. I don't,
1: I don't really even know where he is, dude. I I think of Jack Frost
0: in two movies.
1: Yeah. When I think of Jack Frost, I think of like the Michael Keaton snowman movie. I also think of that. And I, I kind of thought that like that movie had invented Jack Frost. Like it was just a name. And like it was that was it and then and then and then i learned a bit later that jack frost is in like some of those rankin bass christmas specials but like i don't i don't yeah i don't know who he is i don't know why we why we need him is he like uh in like this he makes movie it he's cold he's cold satan he is cold satan he's cold satan and when he becomes
0: santa claus briefly um it is a nightmare to behold because he's got, like, this really weird, like, oh, angular dude. Wolverine-esque hairstyle oh. as a beard and also his hair. And he's still kind of frozen. And he's dressed dude. as Santa. And he's doing, like, a song number. And he's making <sighs> the elves, who are all played by children, be, like, backup dancers. And it's real fucking weird. And oh. it's a really slow number with not a lot going on musically and almost no dancing. So, again, it's not going to captivate a child. It just won't. Meanwhile, Tim Allen is fighting with the cops. <laughs> I guess. Um, and then the movie realizes that the total shift. <laughs> yeah, Tim Allen's got some experience fighting with the cops. If you know what I mean. <laughs>
1: that's exactly what I was thinking. And, um,
0: so the movie realizes that's made a mistake because it's decided to make the movie about the fact that Tim Allen feels like he was a shitty dad and fucked up his marriage and he wants to fix everything and also be Santa again. And the movie realizes that making the movie about a sad man's divorce is not interesting. So they make him pick up a candy cane and fight people on his stage. And um, oh. that's when you realize that uh, that's not interesting either. Um, it's a really slow-paced bit of fighting. And um, I don't know, man. I, uh, you could pull any individual scene from this movie and it's just baffling. It's just baffling. Do you remember when, at the beginning of the movie, the Mrs. Claus and Santa Claus are talking, and he says he needs to go get a present?
1: Yeah, is this can the you, big, big mouth? Yeah, can you can you
0: talk about the big, big mouth a little bit for me, please?
1: Well, okay, I didn't remember that he said, I'm going to go get a present. All I remember is uh, Santa Claus wasn't in the room anymore, and then he comes back into the room, and to enter the room, there's this <laughs> giant mold or sculpture of a santa claus head i there suppose there is a fireplace in the shape of his own face oh yeah 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 and it's it goes like ceiling to floor it's massive and the mouth opens up but it's not like a slow open like like it's an actual like automatic door or it's anything it's like a kiwi Herman open <laughs> Yeah, it just like it um it just opens its mouth so wide in this like weird contortion, and he steps out of the face, and and that was the first moment that I thought, this isn't this isn't like the kind of Christmas movie I thought it would be. Is this Twin Peaks? What's going on? Liam, here? yeah, that was crazy. I screamed. Yeah. Out loud. Yeah. Also, and it just it happens so quick, right? Like you don't they don't give no you a, lead a second to think oh. about what happened. Yeah, it's it's oh, it's there and then it's gone. And um, then, oh my God! And
0: also, I don't know if you got this. It goes oh, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that thing's ex- oh, dude, I'd have forgotten that it does that, it but hearing you do it, it's exactly. I, I, I oh. honestly feel like I did. Oh. Dude, I really feel like I did repress this movie because when I said <laughs> that this movie was like, like it was, it was nice to watch. While my gifts were getting wrapped and stuff, I wasn't thinking in my head. eh, It was nice and weird to watch, like with the big mouth in mind and and Martin Short's Wolverine face. I didn't even think of those things. And now you're mentioning them, and these images are just flashing into my brain, and I'm like being viscerally affected. Um, <laughs> this movie was but- written by two people.
0: And it includes the line, uh-huh. I invented chill.
1: Yeah. It had to be written by two people, man. They just had to be in a room. It was like three, four in the morning. They were going two stir men crazy. Two hate each other
0: wrote this oh, yeah. movie.
1: <laughs> the epitome of Jack Frost and Santa Claus.
0: Truly. Um. Also, I swear to God, this movie is trying to set up the legendary figures cinematic universe. Because at the final hour, they've established this council of legendary figures, as mentioned. Um, And right at the last second, Santa Claus's niece's parents, which includes his ex-wife, basically got Han soloed by Jack Frost. And they're encased in a layer of ice that makes them a horrifying nightmare statue. Um, That looks like it got blown back like those old Maxell cassette tapes, like that guy in that chair. And, um... So he wants somebody else on the council to unthaw those people. And Mother Nature says our powers don't work on other legendary figures. That happens in the last like three minutes of the movie. Who cares? Yeah, like, they're still building you... the lore, I man. I know. It doesn't make any sense. Santa Claus 4 when. Oh my God. And uh, I really want to hammer in on that effect for a second. It's hell on my eyes. Like, it is a nightmare to look at. Those frozen parents, their hair's all blown back, and you can see, like, eyes and mouths almost, and they're, like, horrified, and then Mm. a small child was trapped in a closet with those people, which is just Mm. a nightmare, and that's juxtaposed with, we have to pretend the North Pole is Canada, because for some reason, he didn't tell his wife's parents he was Santa Claus, so Alan Arkin is cracking jokes at the expense of the small Canadians.
1: (laughs) What I did, I did like the Canada jokes. I like that's because we're Canadian, Liam. We have to. <laughs> it's the law. <laughs> I, uh, I, I just, I thought it was so funny that this movie, like, so clearly just exists for Americans, and this idea that um, they're talking about Canada like it's Mars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And it's not in like a knowing way where it's like Canadians are going to see this and they'll think it's funny too. Like it's like, it's, it really feels like there's no forethought. Like it doesn't feel malicious or anything. Like I I don't, I don't feel like I caught them making fun of me, but it really just does. It it just feels like it doesn't make any sense. This movie wasn't made with like any thought, great, any thought in mind. And so the Canadian jokes are just like, they forget that they're making a movie that like a bunch of people are gonna see and are gonna see for years to come. And so it's, it's really not like they're trying to make a Christmas classic or anything. And it's also like they made it up as they went along the whole way through. And so that's why things get picked up and then dropped immediately because it it feels it feels like everything that's on screen is half baked so when we get like Martin short dancing and stuff it's like because they decided an hour into their movie that this was going to happen and then they decided that something else was going to happen and so in doing so they didn't think about how any of it's going to happen and so it's uh i think that's really the the reason it comes and goes so quickly
0: it feels cheap and it feels cheap both um like textually and also cinematically um these sets suck like these sets look like you could have a high school play on them um yeah yeah. everything's weirdly ornamental like aggressively trying to be festive and harken back to some weird like victorian era ideal christmas or some shit and it's got a weirdly muted color palette like there's a lot of colors but not a lot of them are very bright So you're just kind of looking at this washed out pseudo Canada and it's very bizarre and um, everything about it feels tacked on, including like you're saying, the plot points. And, you know, it's really not worth discussing the first 65 minutes of the movie because it's like, do you want to see a joke about a machine shooting out paper and a joke about a hellish looking animated, possibly animatronic reindeer making a fart sound? Do you want to try to figure out why his ex-wife's new husband is a yoga instructor? Be my guest, but I'm not here to do that for you. But when Tim Allen gets sent back in time because he's not Santa anymore um, and he tries to have his mini Christmas Ebenezer Scrooge moment where he tries to fix everything and realizes that his life has been a husk because of like weird Christmas forces, Jack Frost has turned the North Pole The mystical, magical North Pole, to be clear, not like the geographical one, into a theme park that is just, like, commercialized to shit. There's a quote from the overhead speaker while Tim Allen's walking around that says, Kids, remember that how much your parents love you depends on how much they spend on your presents. And, um, it's a very ham-fisted attempt to be like, oh, man, you gotta focus on the Christmas spirit. This isn't about consumerism. And it's like, okay, so, Walt Disney Pictures wants to derail from their screaming terrible excuse for children's entertainment to try to talk to me about why consumerism is bad? Walt Disney Pictures?
1: Yeah, never yeah mind it's, that it's absolutely that, baffling. Never
0: mind that that comes and goes about as quickly as it appears. Like, Martin Short's bad, he ruined the North Pole, they fix it, and even the performance in fixing it is so shit. Like, He has to make sure that his past self gets the Santa suit again. So he's like holding back Jack Frost and he's like barely putting up a fight and they're just like, hey man, you got to let me go get that suit because like I'm Santa and stuff and it's like, fuck off. And again, weird tonal pivot from trying to entice children with bad sound effects, sped up footage and fart sounds to being about why this man is a terrible father who has enraged his wife and ex-wife and... um is just a generally bad guy. And then it becomes about why consumerism is bad at Christmas time. Then it just becomes about why Santa is cool because it's Tim Allen again and also there's a baby.
1: For some reason this whole movie's told in the flashback also. Oh yeah, when it came back to that, I was I was I forgot it was a flashback. I had absolutely forgotten it was a flashback. What yeah, what a weird, weird choice.
0: Yeah, I almost wanna apologize to the listeners because this has been Probably a very visceral, very loud listening experience, but there's really no way to tackle this movie in a sensible manner. It sort of goes, um, it, um, it struts and frets upon the stage and it's, uh, it's full of sound and fury and boy howdy does it signify absolutely nothing. Um, (laughs) I know we've kind of, I know it's enough Hamlet for one episode, but it's like, I can't, this, it's an unfathomable experience. It's an insane experience. Uh, film critic Mark Kermode described it as, quote, the cinematic equivalent of tertiary syphilis, and it got nominated for a bunch of Razzies and wasn't even bad enough to win them, including Worst Excuse for Family Entertainment, which I have no idea how it possibly could have lost.
1: I wonder what won. Why don't you look that
0: up, Corey? I will. And then I have a, I have a surprise game I'd love to play. Um, All right. I, Because I found some stuff about this movie. But, um... Razzie's 2006. Uh, he, Tim Allen was nominated for worst actor. Oh, what this was a stacked category of terrible children's movies. Um, okay, <laughs> worst excuse for family entertainment category included RV. Deck, oh yeah, I saw, deck I saw the that halls, on pay-per-view.
1: Deck the halls. Yeah, that's that's not a good one either. Garfield: A Tale of Two Kitties. Never got to that one. Don't the Shaggy Dog? Ooh, never got to that one. And but Santa it, Claus Tim Three: Allen. The
0: Escape Clause.
1: Tim Tim Allen doubling up. That was a bad year for Tim Allen.
0: <laughs> so what one? Guess I want you to guess what one in a banner year for bad family entertainment.
1: Yeah. Okay. RV. Deck the halls. It has to be Shaggy Dog.
0: No. Gotta be. Nope.
1: Wow. Okay. Uh.
0: If somebody presented me with this list, I would have given it to either Santa Claus Theory or Garfield. It went to RV. Yeah,
1: you know what? I was, that would have been my next guess just because Robin Williams is there. And uh, I think people would feel slighted by that. Yeah, probably. Probably. Dude, I saw that movie on pay-per-view. Holy shit. Talk about repressed memories. I saw that movie on pay-per-view and while watching that movie, I learned that Santa Claus wasn't real. Oh my God. I don't remember how the conversation happened, but I remember it being on TV and uh, I don't know if I was privy to it or they just decided to break the news, uh, but I was devastated. (laughs) and uh, So that was the year 2006 that I really changed from a boy to a man. I left behind Santa Claus and I left behind the frivolity of dodgeball from 2004 i was gonna say a 2005 movie but the the most recent movie i could think of was dodgeball in 2004 i like the I movie la- dodgeball if we want to talk about that i remember oh, that I, fondly i, I love that movie i really love that movie and i left all that behind for youtube and pornography and didn't, uh, didn't we all- not the santa claus 3 so you know that was 2006 really was the beginning of the rest of my life was i tell you really the beginning of the end for sure beginning of the end yeah, that's another way to put it i, um, I do feel that way Liam, do you want to play a game? Yeah, yeah, I love games. This is
0: kind of a game. um, It's kind of just something I want you to experience. Because while I was looking some stuff up about this movie, um, my eyes glanced to the Google reviews, and there's (laughs) something special, man. So uh, here's how I can gamify this, I think. First of all, you can tell me if you think what I'm reading is real or not. Okay. Second of all, you know how you can find stuff helpful? On Google reviews? Yes. I'd love it if you could guess how many people found these reviews helpful. Okay. Okay, so the first one is from a guy named Ashton Nail, and it was posted a year ago. And I'm just going to read it verbatim. This movie is great! It made me come twice during me watching it in theaters 12 years ago. Best movie since the Minions movie. 100% (laughs) would recommend it will make you wetter than a toilet. Do not watch during No Nut November, otherwise you will fail.
1: My biggest question is, uh, how old was he 12 years ago? No way of knowing. You know, that's between him and God. (laughs) How many people do you think found that helpful? Oh, dude, I bet like 27. Oh my God, you're so
0: close. 29.
1: 29 people read that
0: and thought, great. The Black Christmas from 2006 was not the horny Santa movie they wanted, and now their hopes have been raised that maybe Tim Allen is the horny Santa movie they want. It's not, for the record, but...
1: No, no, uh, it wasn't the one I wanted. I don't think anybody kid. wanted this.
0: This is a weird episode. Um, yeah, I, oh, God. Okay, so I got a couple more here. Yeah. Joseph Plumley, 11 months ago. This one's a little long, so bear with me, please. This movie was the absolute worst movie I have ever seen in my life. This movie was so bad, I almost died of torture. I don't even need to say the details, because everybody who watched it should know. I was so unhappy with this movie that I put the disc in my car, put a brick on the gas pedal, and put the car on a major (laughs) highway. (laughs) Not only did I do that, but after I found the disc in the car crash site, I put gasoline on it, lit a match, and threw it at the closest gas station. 25 seconds later, I was on the news for the second time that day. Next, I went to the nearest radio station and asked if I could publicly announce that no one should waste their 1035 on this movie. Finally, when I got home, my house was robbed. I'm actually happy about that because I threw up on everything after watching this movie. All in all, tomorrow I will wake up and go to the biggest bridge I can find and jump off without a parachute just because that movie was so horrific.
1: Holy moly. Uh... We need to track this dude down to do a podcast with him about Santa Claus 3. We missed it the first time around, but if we make this an... I would make this an annual thing just so we can talk to people like these two people. Two different people replied to this review. Is one of them Ashton Nail? I want to see them in a room together. No, one of them is a Logan Stroll student who
0: 10 hours ago... 10 hours ago, Liam... (laughs)
1: Dude, that was that was after I watched this movie. Gave, when I watched this movie, if this I were to look movie, it up, it wouldn't be yeah. Gave yeah. this
0: movie four stars and said, "It's not as bad, though. It's not the best."
1: Don't kill yourself, man. <laughs> Is that four out of five? Out of four. Out of ten? F- out of five. Okay.
0: S- however, Galadriel Godreforth, whose avatar looks like a Microsoft Paint drawing of a wizard, eight months ago, said, "Quote." This movie was incredible. Ignore the people saying it sucks and or over-exaggerates it. Joseph Plumley, By the way, well, if hey. you jumped off that bridge, good. Uh, At least we don't have to read your bullcrap reviews anymore. Sexy shit. Last but not least, um, Holly Thomas, a year ago, said, quote, Jack Frost was scary. I'm terrified. I think I have got PTSD <laughs> after this movie. He could still get it, though. Oh, there's a lot going on with the replies to this movie. And obviously, you know, we're not idiots. Some of these are people trying to be funny. Of course, it's way too sexual. And also that means there's a human being potentially who watched this movie and looked at the cold devil himself. Martin short as Jack Frost and said he could
1: still get it, though. He did look better as Jack Frost than he did as himself near the end of the movie. Don't King shame, Corey.
0: I'm not trying to yuck any yums, but that is inconscionable to me. Also, I don't know how you watch this movie and are thinking about anything than trying to palate cleanse your brain. Like, I don't know how this movie's doing anything for anybody. I don't think it would do anything for adults trying to watch it. It's not good children's entertainment. It's not a good live-action Disney movie. It doesn't have anything to say. It looks bad. It's badly acted. It's badly written, and I feel like my brain split in half and reconnected after, but differently, and I'm forever changed. That's all I want to talk about with this movie anymore. I'm done. Do you have anything to say about this movie?
1: Well, I'll tell you what. uh, 2006, Liam made a lot of mistakes. I can remember some of them very well, and some of them I've repressed. And uh, even this movie couldn't dig them up. But a mistake I didn't make was watching this when it came out because it would have been real easy, man. It's a Christmas movie, 2006. It was all over TV on the commercials and posters, 84 movies. I could have rented it from the video store. I could have asked my parents to go see it. I could have got it on pay-per-view. I could have double-featured it with RV, and I had no interest in doing (laughs) those things. And I'm so glad I didn't, because in my memory, 2006 is the beginning of the rest of my life. It was uh, a time when I felt like I was really coming of age, and I was someone who was starting to learn things about myself and about the world, and I think if I saw this movie, I would have been faced with the knowledge that I don't know anything about anything, and the world is a very, very scary place, and uh, I eventually had to come to that realization through other means, but I don't know if I would have been (laughs) able to take it in 2006 through the conduit of Tim Allen. So, uh, Godspeed and, uh, fuck you, Tim Allen.
0: So, there's a before and after in your life. 2006 is the benchmark we're using. That benchmark could have been this movie. And for me, it is. Because my life is different now. And there will be a before the Santa Claus 3, the escape clause. And there will be an after the Santa Claus 3, the escape clause. And I, dare I say, have been irrevocably changed by that. I want to apologize to my friends and family. I may be a husk of my former self going forward, but, you know, that's what happens when you make a deal with the cold devil, man.
1: At least they have this document to look at so they can get in your mind and understand where the change happened. Fuck you, Tim Allen. You did this.
0: You you had the power to not do this, and you did. Um, and with that, I think what we want to do is uh, uplift everyone's spirits once again. Now is our moment to free our listeners from the chaotic mind prison that is this conversation and this movie more broadly. We would like to say from the bottom of our hearts, happy holidays to everybody listening and thank you so much for supporting us throughout 2019. We've had a fantastic time talking about these sometimes great, sometimes terrible, invariably interesting movies for everybody and we've picked up a bit of a following and we're very excited about that. We're very excited to do more we have a special episode coming on New Year's Day where we're going to look back at some of the original films in the series that we've talked about so far and give a bit more of those classics they're due, which we're super excited about. And in the meantime, we want everybody to have a safe and festive holiday, hang out with your family, enjoy Christmas, enjoy the time off, enjoy the weather if you're the kind of freak who likes winter weather. And um, we will be back in 2020. With all that out of the way, we do want to thank you once again for listening to another episode of They Made Another One. You can find us all over the internet, on Twitter at Another, all one word, on Anchor, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Carved Into a Stone Hidden in the Woods, and basically anywhere else you can think of where media might exist as They Made Another One. You can reach us via email at tmaopodcast at gmail.com with recommendations for future episodes, Questions, comments, complaints about the fact that we talked about people getting horny for Tim Allen Santa Claus, and anything else you can think of. We'll do our best to respond to everybody who reaches out, and we encourage people to do so. We would also like to encourage people to review us on your podcatcher of choice, especially Apple Podcasts, if that's what you use. Reviews help get more eyes on the show, and the more we can do that, the more we can try to entertain and frighten you with tales of nightmarish films. Uh, Liam, where can people find you?
1: you guys can find my film writing alter ego Graham the Haunted Marshmallow on Twitter and Letterboxd my username is Graham the Mallow,
0: and you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Corey Price that is M-R-C-O-R-E-Y Price and um, with that out of the way we will see you all in the futuristic far off land of 2020 thanks again we'll catch you here next year for more they made another one